Alright, do we try again? I guess so. Good morning. How are you? I'm not sure which end uses the microphone anymore on this. Uh, where can I put you? I'm going to put you up here. I'm going to do what I usually do. I'm going to put you up here. Hopefully you don't smack me in the face, please. Good morning. 7.29 a.m. In the middle of August. Um, first things first. I, I still, I've totally forgotten when my last episode was that I've recorded. Well, that I released. I do know that I've probably recorded... I don't know, four or five hours worth of drives to work since then. Uh, probably even one around my birthday. Um, I just never released any of them. I hope to God I released this one. So, being as it is that I do not remember what the last episode was I released, forgive me if I say or repeat anything from the last episode. It's been a while. It's not like you're going to remember unless you just listened to the previous episode. Uh, if you're doing that, uh, take a break, get yourself a coffee, um, maybe a drink of whiskey if it's later in the day, you know, uh, maybe a beer, whatever you wish. Whatever you, whatever, uh, whatever you like, you know, get yourself comfortable. I've just got on the road and I'm about to drive to work and it's telling me it's going to take about an hour. And that's about, I think that's the time limit that I have on the free version of the Ferrite recording app that I use for my iPhone. So why has it taken me so long to actually release an episode? I don't know. I guess it's a bunch of things. I kind of get to the end of the recording and I think, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's worth releasing. But usually what happens is that I'm recording on my way to work with all intentions of going directly into the office and uh, stealing a bit of work time <laughs> and uploading the episode on my computer uh, at work. It is my computer. I'm allowed to do what I want to do with it. Um, of course, it's work time, but things have been busy from time to time, especially on days that I see I feel fit to to just chat with you. So today's one of those days I feel like I need to chat with you, and that is because it's my dear, dear daughter Clara's birthday. Um, it is her 12th birthday. And as I was walking to the car this morning, I started reflecting on sort of like, I guess, the birth of this podcast. It started about, I think, a year to a year and a half before um, before Clara was born. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to go back and double check. But it's, it seems like it was about that. And much of this podcast has been... Um, ab about my life uh, and how it has been changing and adjusting to being a father and what that's like and you know trying to sort of document that but you know also giving her her space and um, you know just a lot of goofing around 
auto experiments, just sort of documenting my life, things that I'm thinking about, things that um, I'm experiencing uh, in hopes that maybe someday, long in the future, um, maybe my daughter will listen to it, get to know me a bit better, get to know at least who I was in those moments, or at least who I, perhaps not who I was, but who I was presenting myself as in those moments, which is part of who I am, I suppose. But at least what I, you know, just get a, a taste for me in those moments. There's some funny moments, there's some musical moments, there's some sad moments, there's, um, I hope there's some joyful moments. There's food moments, there's boring moments. Oh, God, there's probably lots of boring moments. There's some absolutely ridiculous moments. Um, and you know, when... Uh, I don't know how many listeners I have anymore. Um, but... If you're the type of person who... If you have a kid, uh, for sure... Uh, when your child was born, or especially when you learned that you were about to have a baby. I am sure that you did the math on that day and started thinking, I'll be this old when they're 10 years old or five years old. I'll be, you know, this old when they're 12. I'll be this old when they're 18. I'll be... God, I hope I make it to the to, to that age when they're 20. Oh boy, I hope I get to see them at 30. I hope I get to see them have children. I get I hope I get to be a grandparent. We've all done that mental math. And for me, when I was sitting there that August morning after Clara had been born. I was holding that <laughs> beautiful pink little baby in my arms, uh, just tears flowing down my face, singing You Are My Sunshine to her. I wasn't thinking about the, the future. Um, I wasn't thinking about I will be 51 when she turns 12. I was there. I was in that moment, in that moment alone. I was fully absorbed in this child, this being, this new visitor to the planet Earth. That all else around me had disappeared. It was a fantastic moment. And my love for her has only grown since then. My dedication to her has only grown since then. My dedication to my whole family has only grown since then. I wish, and I think every parent probably wishes this. 
I wish that the 12 years since then had gone slower. Much slower. <laughs> As I stood there in her doorway this morning, getting ready to leave for work, yet again, leaving for work, leaving her asleep in her bed. I stood in her doorway and there she was asleep in her bed, the sun shining through her windows as the morning crept through the blinds in her room. There was a streak of sunlight that came across and landed on her face and she was there, she was silently sleeping. In a way, I could see that little girl that was being held in my arms just after her birth. But more so, I could see all the little girls that she has been over the last 12 years. I gave her a soft kiss trying my hardest not to wake her up, wished her happy birthday as I walked out the door to drive yet again to work, to spend another 14 hours or so away from her. That's gonna be more like 13 and a half hours right now, but spend that time away from her. Factor into that, sleeping hours for both me and her mostly her I start looking at those 12 years and it it, it, it it looks like such little actual time spent together waking time together getting to know each other I'm so proud of her. She is funny. She's smart. God, she's beautiful. She's absolutely creative. Her drawing abilities have just exploded especially recently her artistic ability her eye is spot on i can seriously say that i envy her artistic talent that she has i think of myself as being fairly artistic able to draw able to paint, able to design things. She's better. She's better at it than me. And that's wonderful. I'm so glad. She's gotten into jewelry design, making her own jewelry. Um, and some of the stuff she comes up with is absolutely amazing. It's fascinating. I love it. Her drawings and paintings are just starting to um, excite me. They're, they're I was excited years ago when she did her very first um, figurative drawing, where it was like, you know, the, the circles for bodies and the sticks for arms and legs, and she was whatever, two or three years old, or whatever, however old she was. 
I still have that piece of paper somewhere. I, I know I at least have a photograph of it. Um, and last week she showed me a drawing that she had done. She had worked on it for quite some time. I guess she had done a bunch of sketches and she finally penciled it out, uh, colored it in with her alcohol markers that she got for Christmas and uh, inked it. And it was a um, illustration, a sort of comic book type illustration of a character from the television show Stranger Things. It was her take on this character. Uh, I have no idea who it was. I haven't seen the show. Uh, she and her mom have been watching Stranger Things for the last couple weeks together. Uh, it's a lot of screaming. <laughs> I, I've missed out on much of it, so I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time sitting there watching it with them. And the bit that I have has so far been as loud, uh, a lot of gore, and a lot of people screaming. Um, anyway, I when I first saw this drawing that she presented to me, very very happy. She was very proud of what she had done, and she showed it to me. And uh, when she first showed it to me. I thought it was like a sticker that she had got somewhere at the store or something like that. It looked, it, it really looked like a professional illustration. I kid you not, this is not just, um, well maybe it is a bit, but um, I don't think this is just, you know, proud dad bias. I think she's got talent. She, I don't, it's not that I think, I know she's got talent and she's a wonderful kid and I'm so proud of her and I just wish that the last 12 years like you know there's only going to be another six or so before she might potentially move out and go to university or whatever it is that she chooses to do and I already feel like these past 12 years have been so damn short And as much as I feel that I know who she is, I also feel that I don't know who she is. Increasingly so. And probably because as she's getting older, of course, she's going to uh, start going through the adolescent phase of not really wanting to talk to her father or share things with me. And, uh, you know, is going to withdraw and become a little bit more private, especially as she becomes a teenager. So I do know that I'm going to sort of lose a little bit of insight as to who she is, what she's doing, what what she's all about. Part of me worries that she will forever be stuck in my mind as this 12-year-old girl or even younger, really, you know. That little girl that I forced to make a videotape for one of my bosses when I was very late for work one morning just getting pissed off at her because she was taking her time getting ready for school or daycare or wherever it was we were going and I sat her down on the, the step by the front door and I had her say I'm sorry my dad's late because I'm a slowpoke it's a cute video but when I pieced that out what the fuck was I thinking that's a horrible thing to do. She wasn't late because... I wasn't late because of her. She was 
late. I was late because of me and I was blaming her and trying to cover up that by having it sent to my boss so that she, my boss might laugh and say, oh, she's cute, we'll forgive Doug for being late to work this morning. And I remember in that moment being just so damn upset that I, I was the one being stuck with this kid trying to get her to daycare. Thinking what a shit job that was. What a terrible experience that was. How, why is this child making my morning so bad? Why is it that I am going to be late for work? I'd give a lot to have that morning back. I think a lot of that too was also fueled by the fact that, I mean, part of me knew that I was dropping her off for the day and I wasn't gonna be home for a very long time. So I was pissed off. I was already pissed off that I was sort of being the, the father who's only there in the morning and shows up just in time to tuck her into bed and read her a story. I was realizing that a lot of the care of her was being left to somebody else, being left to daycare, being left to my wife. And I was merely in the mornings I was the taxi driver. I was the deliveryman. I was the I was the one who said, "Come on, get dressed. Put your hat on. Put your coat on. Get your shoes on." I was the drill sergeant. But really, all I wanted to be was just the cuddly dad, being there. If you're a parent, I'm sure you understand this. You know, we've all gone through it. Could I have done more for my kid? And it, it always sounds like a woe is me when it comes from somebody else. And I know, I'm there, I'm with you. I've, I've thought the same things myself. Yes, I've been there and I said, I'm sure you're a good parent. I, you know, you did what you had to do and uh, your kid will turn out, hopefully, if they turn out partially as good as you, they'll turn out fine. And a good part of me, a good portion of me knows that this kid's going to be fine. Clara is going to be fine. Is it the... Is it this thing, you know, where we live surreptitiously through our children, right? Like we... We celebrate in their successes and we grieve during their failures, both for them and I think for ourselves as well. You know, Clara, I don't mean to hoist this, foist this upon you. Um, this is the nature of, of humans, right? Of, of parents. We, we live and get to we get that second chance at life through our kids. And of course, you know, the frustration comes up when they 
when they're not like you, when they have, when they, surprise, surprise, they are their own human being. And they have a personality and desires and abilities that are different from yours. The majority of their being is different from you. Sometimes very, very much so. But maybe they get to do those things that you didn't get to do. Maybe they get to forget about some of the stuff that you did. Maybe they get to just lead a better life than you did. And that's, you know, that's what every parent hopes for. Even if we've had, like, look, I've had a pretty damn good life. It's pretty good. Never wanted for anything. So it's her birthday. It's her birthday today and I'm driving to work. I'm about to get on to the Don Valley Parkway, head south, go along the expressway, get into work. came out uh, was probably before my birthday I think maybe it was on my birthday I can't remember I turned 51 this year I'm working I uh, have been since late January uh, early February um, it's been uh, pretty busy we did have two weeks off at one point uh, I spent a lot of time looking at stamps looking at my grandfather's stamp collection, trying to, I don't know, I don't know if I was connecting with him, with my mother, with my, you know, family through doing that. Um, it happens. I go through cycles where I, it, I, I just think about that stamp collection and I, I pull that out and I start looking at it. But this time was a little bit different. I really got into, like, looking page by page every day at the collection that my grandfather had put together some well the last time he probably placed a stamp and it was about 50 years ago and um, I didn't know him he died when I was one or two and I never really knew him my mother gave me his stamp collection uh, some time ago. I think, I think probably around the time that Clara was born, my mother decided that I should have it. I'm not sure why. Uh, probably because my middle name was his first name. probably because I was the youngest in the family and I would be able to hold on to it for the longest. I don't know. So I'm the guardian of it. I am the 
the curator of it now. So I, I spent uh, two weeks. We had two weeks off on, from work. It uh, wasn't planned when I originally started, um, but they added extra episodes to the series. And um, we got two weeks off. So that was nice. It was a nice little early summer surprise. It was just as the kids were getting out of school, so I got to spend some time with the family, although Clara had gone up to camp. She went away to a uh, sleepaway camp and had two, a two-week experience doing that. So it was just my wife and myself. Um, and we had a we had a great two weeks together. We did, we did a bunch of things. We went out to Niagara-on-the-Lake. We uh, went to a friend's cottage. We we just we had some fun uh and i relaxed it was really nice to just like every day just look through the stamps i had started following a um stamp collector uh and and dealer i guess on twitter um called falada lovely it's at the uh the twitter handle and uh, i guess uh, his etsy store and uh, he was doing a thing where, at least during those two weeks, every day was uh, a letter of the alphabet. And he would post and ask his followers, uh, people in the community, to also post a stamp that was uh, on the subject. That 26-day period was um, stamps from the natural world. So on an A-day, you put out something, an animal, a plant, uh, something from the natural world that begins with A. It could be a stamp that has a depiction of trees or whatever uh, on a country that begins with the letter A. And it was a really good way to just sort of see the, the wide variety of nature on stamps throughout the world. See a couple of names of some countries that no longer exist in people's postings or in your own collection or actually look at the stamps a little bit deeper and say, what is that bird? What is that plant that is being depicted on that stamp? And for me, it was a great way to really get familiarized with the Canadian uh, collection that my grandfather had put together and the, the world collection that he had put together. Um, there's some stamps from South Africa that I absolutely adore. Uh, they're a wildlife series. There's a rhino, there's an elephant, there's some, uh, I would say, uh, I think the name for them is kudu. It's kind of like a antelope type thing. Um, there's some, they're just beautiful, beautiful stamps. And so I would, I would, you know, grab a cup of coffee or I would grab a, uh, you know, a water or something and I would turn on some music and I would slowly, with my magnifying glass, go from page to page through the collection looking for, you know, four stamps or something like that. Usually a minimum of four stamps during the day to take a picture of on my phone and post it up on Twitter. It was really, I, I enjoyed it so much. It, it kind of sparked my desire to continue uh, the collection and, uh, and really take care of it. So unfortunately, uh, when those two weeks ended, I had to get, come back to work and we've been fairly busy since then. So I haven't had a lot of time to sit and philatelate. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Uh, just gaze at 
the collection. Um, I've had a bit of time. I did get a... Um, I joined the Patreon for the Full Out of Lovely um, community. And, uh, I don't know, it was like five bucks a month, something like that. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe it was five pounds a month. Um, where uh, it basically it funds him in his uh, philatelic uh, experiences. And every month I get a packet of um, stamps from around the world that he puts together and sends to me on his own dime. And i got to tell you, it's... I, I doubt that he's breaking even on sending me the stuff that he's sending me. Uh, the stamps alone that he's sending from the UK have got to cost at least the same amount as what I'm spending in Patreon money for it. So it's like a little subscription where every month I get a little uh, collection of, of stamps from around the world. Last night I opened up this month's packet arrived the other day, but I didn't get a chance to open it until last night. And in it, there was a postcard from uh, from England. It was a, uh, a postcard that on the front of it was a picture of a, of a stamp, uh, an enlarged picture of a stamp, celebrating, I think it was rugby. I think it was a, a rugby, I think it was just rugby in England, I think, as opposed to like a, a specific team. Uh so I don't know what I'll do with that. I might use that. I joined a um, online, another online community during that time called Post Crossing, where you basically, it's, I don't know, it's, I guess it's kind of like um, pen pals, where you, uh, you tell the website that, uh, you give them your address, and you tell them that you want to receive postcards from people around the world, you can fill out a profile saying, you know, who you are, what you're all about, what you, what kind of things you like, uh, what kind of postcards you'd like to receive, all that kind of crap, whatever you want. And you then say, I want to send a postcard to somebody. And it gives you an address from one of the 800,000 plus users of the Post Crossing website. And you write the address down and there's a little code for the, the postcard uh, number that you also write on the postcard and you write a postcard, just fill out the address, put a stamp on it and send it to that person. And when they receive it, they take that code that you've written down and they log it into the website and you get statistics of like how many days since they clicked on, you know, give me the, give me the address. How many days did it take to get there? How far did it travel? Um, all sorts of neat information. And I've received uh, four or five postcards already, I think, and I've sent four, I think, maybe three, three or four. Um, the latest, I sent a postcard uh, that I purchased while I was in Niagara-on-the-Lake during those two weeks off. Um, we went into an old pharmacy in uh, the downtown area of Niagara-on-the-Lake that they've turned into a museum. And it's got, you know, it's got the old pharmacy bottles, the old pharmacy drawers, all this cool, cool old stuff from when it was a, when we were uh, a nascent country, basically. Um, 
Is that the word? Nascent? When we were a baby country? We were a new country? And, um... I hope that's the word. Seems like the right context for it. I've heard the word many times before, and I thought I'd try it to sound smart. But when we were a baby country, when we were a new country. So I picked a couple of postcards up from that and sent them off. So the latest one I sent to um, a woman in Finland. Um, so hopefully she gets it soon. It took me a while, actually, to send the actual postcard. I got the address and I, I guess I promptly forgot that I had it and um, remembered sometime last week. So uh, this one's going to look like Canada Post really dropped the <laughs> dropped the ball on sending it over. But uh, the previous one of this I sent to um, Germany and it got there in like eight days. It was really fast. So I think my first one I sent to New York, like New York, New York. And um, it took about as long as the one that I sent to Germany, if not a little bit longer. But, you know, that also has to do with when the person um, receives them, puts the code into the website. The last one that I received was from a young woman in Japan uh, who, in her brief note, uh, said that she was a, I think she said she was a 30-year-old office worker in, um, oh, I can't remember the, the city that she said, but it was a, uh, I guess it was a city or a village or a town or something like that, that, uh, was known for making handheld fireworks. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, and so she had put some, um, stickers on the back that, uh, there was a couple of stickers that looked like, uh, they were types of, oh, actually one of them was a karage, I think is how you pronounce it, the, the fried chicken. Uh, and there was another one that was of, um, I think it was a sashimi. It was just a little round sticker. It was a cute little sticker. And then, there, oh, there was a third sticker that was like a, looked like an icon from a game or something like that. And it was like, um, it was like a piece, it looked like a piece of meat with bone sticking out of it. And I, I, I used Google Lens to translate what it said on there, but I can't quite remember exactly what it was. But it, it had something to do with, I think the words underneath it basically said something to the effect of meat. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and on the, the face of the postcard, I couldn't exactly tell exactly what it was. Uh, it was a temple. Uh, I could tell from just looking at it and I had Google Lens uh, uh, try to translate um, the uh, the Japanese on the on the back side and uh, it was a I can't remember what it was a temple for but uh, oh, it was a nice postcard so it's in the collection the best part was of course the uh, actual stamps that were on the postcard there was a um, Japanese pillar box stamp which is the you know their their mailbox it looks a lot like um, any circular post box that you would find in uh, in the UK, for instance, and it's they call it a pillar box. I think a pillar post box. Uh, it's red. Uh, very nice stamp. Very very pretty thing. Um, so that was that was that was lovely to receive, uh, and it was that receiving that postcard that um, prompted me 
sort of jogged my memory that I needed to send a, a postcard out to uh, this uh, young woman, or this woman, I guess she's not that young, she's only a couple years younger than me. Ah, she's a young woman, uh, in Finland. And the stamps that I put on hers were uh, some Star Trek stamps. <laughs> I put the um, USS Enterprise and uh, the Klingon ship that were on the uh, permanent stamps that were issued um, what was it? 2016, I think, that they came up. So I, I put three of those on because I think it was a little bit more than two permanent stamps to send to Finland. And I didn't have, <clears throat> didn't have a chance to get to the post office to get uh, our current um, international stamp, which is actually kind of boring right now. I didn't have time to get there and get one of those and get a proper cancel put on the postcard so hopefully hopefully the person that I've sent this to is not um, a, you know does not care what the cancel looks like um, the one that I sent to Germany I actually sent from Niagara on the Lake because uh, it was another Niagara on the Lake uh, postcard and um, when I brought it into the post office there the, the lady behind the counter did a very nice hand cancel right there, nice and clean and neat and big, sock on the, just, actually it wasn't sock on the nose, but it was just off center of the, the stamp that it was put on the postcard, so it would say clearly that it was sent from Niagara on the Lake, and the month, and the day, and the year that it was sent, and, um, you know, if, if you're a collector of philo all things philatelic and philatelic history, who knows, maybe this uh, postcard will show up in somebody's collection 50 to 100 years from now and it will say whatever it is that I said on it when I sent it to that person in Germany and they'll be able to say I was sent back in 2022 back when they still had paper <laughs> and they still use stamps because who knows I think uh, I, it's funny because the the stamp world is still going like it's still a thing but I have a feeling it's mostly for collectors I, I don't know anybody that sends letters I think I think John Meadows and I'm gonna guess that Scarborough dude also uh, I think they probably still send letters with a stamp on it a handwritten or typewritten note but uh, yeah when was the last thing when was the last time you sent a letter or a card maybe cards cards still happen from time to time Boy, it's been a long time since I've actually sent a card to someone. Maybe I should pick that up again. But uh, that was the funny thing about writing the postcards was that uh, my handwriting has really gone south. I, you know, I've stopped using my hand for writing. And uh, my handwriting has gotten terrable. I mean, it was bad before. It was, in fact, it was terrible before. It's gone from terrible to worse. Whatever is worse than terrible. So that'll be something I need to uh, work on. And, and and practice because nobody likes to receive a postcard and go, geez, I, it's a lovely postcard, but whoever wrote on this, I think, was maybe riding on a roller coaster as they were writing it. Can't tell what they said, but thanks for it. So there we go. I've just got off the uh, is that the Gardner Expressway still? I guess maybe it's the QEW at this point, and I'm pulling onto Kipling Avenue about to head into work.
So I guess this is a good time to stop it. The light is turning red. I'm assuming that we are still recording. It looks as though we are. We're 40 minutes in. I wasted enough of your time. Thank you for spending it with me. Um, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, if you want to leave me a message, send a note. You don't have to, but you can do so at um, slugisdug at gmail.com. I think that's still around. Uh, you can get in touch with me also on Twitter at Slugor, S-L-U-G-O-R-E. Uh, that ought to do. Take care, folks. Enjoy the rest of the summer. I, I know that uh, I think for some people in the States, uh, they're back in school. I know that my nephew is. Um, and for the rest of us that are in Ontario with kids that are about to return to school, enjoy the rest of the summer. we got a couple weeks left, and then we lose them to the classrooms. We lose our spouses who are teachers back to the classrooms as well. So I hope that all the teachers out there that are ready, to, ready getting ready to go back to school are ready, uh, not too stressed out about returning. And I, uh, I hope that everybody else, I hope you, my friend, are having a lovely day, and I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you're well. I hope all of your family and friends and loved ones are well as well. Well as well. All right, my friends. Remember, love yourself, love your friends, love each other, and I love you. Take care. Bye.